0: Welcome to ChamberCast, the Billings Chamber of Commerce's podcast. I'm your host, Mariah Pennington. Sports are a big part of life in Billings, not just in terms of what people are doing with their free time, but also for our economy through sports tourism, with the potential of even more significant growth in the area. To talk about this topic, our guests today are Alex Tyson, Executive Director of Visit Billings, and Dick Sear, President of the South Billings Urban Renewal Task Force. Thank you both for joining me today. Oh, great to welcome. be here. Thanks awesome. for having us. So, Dick, why don't we start out by you just telling us a little bit about yourself and so that our listeners can get to know you.
1: Okay. Well, I'm a native Montanan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was actually born in Billings. I oh, moved okay. here in, 20, in 2000. And uh, been here 21 years now. Moved here as president of First Citizens Bank. Oh,
0: okay. And had
1: been in Lewistown, Wapata, North Dakota, Miles City. I grew up in a farm outside of Shoto, between Shoto and Conrad. Oh, and uh, went to Montana State. I'm a Bobcat fan. Oh, darn. <laughs> so you're probably a grizzly, so.
0: <laughs> That's okay. We can still get along, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: Definitely. And uh, I have a degree in agricultural business and also a degree in physical education. I okay. thought I was going to be a coach, but nobody would hire me, so I became a banker instead.
0: Oh, nice! In nice.
1: the last 16 years, I've been a realtor in Billings. Okay. I now I have my own agency, and
0: so I do a lot, lot of civic things.
1: projects. I helped start the Charlie Russell Choo Choo in Lewistown, raised the money for the football field, tennis courts, and track mm-hmm. in Lewistown, and did some other projects in different places. But okay. It's been fun. and I'm excited to be on this outside. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. I'm glad you're here. Alex, do you want to just maybe tell us a little bit about yourself? I mean, Jack and I know you, but maybe our
2: (coughs) listeners. Yeah, you bet. I have lived in Billings now since 1992. I lived in Texas, Houston, San Antonio, and Tulsa, I guess I should say. And then I would spend my summers in the national parks. I, w- I was born in Yosemite, lived in, the, lived in national parks for some time, but I would spend my summers with my dad in whatever national park he was in. And he spent 15 years in Yellowstone, which meant at, oh. I was able to spend 15 summers in Yellowstone with him. And when I graduated from high school in San Antonio, I loved Montana and I loved coming up to Montana. And so I uh, went ahead and went to MSU for a time, and then mm-hmm. I transferred to MSUB Worked in television uh, broadcasting for a couple of years, and I've been with the chamber now for about 14 years, and executive director of Visit Billings now for almost 10. So okay,
0: cool. So, did you just say that you were born in a national park? Yeah, literally in Yosemite oh,
2: National Park. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, and in the it closed like oh. I think in 9. There, there's a clinic there now, but there used to be a hospital. Oh my and gosh. It, I was born in 1973, and it closed in I think 1975. So wow. I was one of the last babies born in. In Yosemite, so
0: and but you spent fifteen summers in Yellowstone Park, and now you're
2: just part of that whole tourism thing. That's so
0: cool. Yeah, How and cool. my brother
2: is now the superintendent of Yellowstone National oh. Park. So it's been like this what? family yeah. amazingness. And my husband's from Gardner, which is the north entrance to Yellowstone. So it's very close to I've our really hearts. Worked with Alex for yeah. three years. And I don't
0: know any of these there things. Of I didn't know things. that either. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you learn something new every day so. on a podcast. okay so today we're going to talk about sports tourism and some other items a lot of listeners may think when we say sports tourism we might mean going to seattle to see a seahawks game or if you're me going to denver to see an avalanche game because i love hockey can you talk about some local sports here in billings and the impact that it has on our community and i'm fine
2: with you starting alex that's a deal So obviously sports has always been, sports is a major component to just life in Montana, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, other states will also say that, Texas, et cetera, but sports is very important to Billings and to Montana as a whole. And sports tourism really is the sports events that help drive the economic churn Mm -hmm. in a community. And so Billings really is, has always been a sports destination. We host MHSA events, mm-hmm. lots of travel, basketball, volleyball mm-hmm. tournaments. Obviously, the you know, university and mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain College yep. lead to a lot of that as well, and our high school sports. But there's a lot more to it than that. And in two thousand and twelve, the TBID board decided that they wanted to prioritize sports tourism and go a little bit beyond what we were previously doing which actually was quite a bit. I mean, Mm -hmm. always helping with hospitality rooms and that sort of thing with MHSA events at Metro Park and really with all-class wrestling that was a major component and has been for years. And we've always just wanted to make sure that, you know, athletes, fans, and coaching staff always feel welcome in Billings when they're here.
0: Can you just refresh for our listeners
2: what the TBID board is? Cause they may not remember. You bet. So it's the Tourism Business Improvement District and it is the $2 per night per room assessment That helps fund visit billings and those dollars go to help market and sell Mm -hmm. billings so that more people come and stay in hotels because full hotel rooms lead to full restaurants retailers attractions etc it helps Helps everybody yeah yeah Yeah. so uh in 2012 the tbid board said hey we want to go ahead and make sure that we're doing what we can to ensure and foster sports tourism Mm -hmm. in in billings And while we had a great foundation of events that are very, very important to us, there was more to be done. Mm -hmm. And so we hired a sports consultant who had been working at the Spokane Sports Commission at that time. And he worked with us for about two years. Mm -hmm. And he came in and he would, every single month, he would do venue assessments. He would talk, especially with Big Sky State Games. He would literally run down all 35 commissioners of the Big Sky State Games and say, Hey, what are the opportunities for us to bring a national event, a regional Mm -hmm. event, or to grow a local event right now Mm -hmm. so that you're able to, you know, bring more and more people into the community to spend more money in our community. Mm -hmm. And we can better identify ourselves as a sports destination Mm -hmm. and have that economic peace. So we we worked hard and he was uh, at the time working with Bobby Beers with Rocky Mountain College And we had needed to build our sports resume, proving to governing bodies that Billings can do more than what they were doing. And so at that point in time, we bid for an NAIA Women's Championship. We had been, we also bid for NCAA Division II Cross Country Region Championships, Mm -hmm. which we still host. We have hosted for 2014, 16, 18, 2020 was canceled, and then we'll host that again at at Amon Park in 2020. Twenty-two. So when you say bid, what does that look like? Yeah, so you're bidding with other destinations, telling them that you're the that you're the destination mm-hmm. that you can that they should be picking to host that event.
0: That because we can draw the most fans, or because we have the most amenities, everything. or everything. Like one of the things. Okay. Yeah, and
2: you have to remember who we're up against, right? Yeah. I mean, Billings is a great destination. Bozeman's a great destination. Missoula's a great destination. Mm-hmm. Des Moines is a great destination. Like any town in Texas is a great sports destination. Albuquerque, Spokane, Portland. I mean, you can, the list goes on and on and on. So when you're putting your hat in the ring, you have Mm -hmm. to bring money to the table, amenities to the table. Mm -hmm. You have to show the governing body why Billings, Montana and Billings, Montana customer service is going to make the difference over Sioux Falls or Sioux City or Omaha. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we buckled down and did. Our first round with the NAIA, we lost that bid. We had them on site and we worked really hard for that bid and Mm -hmm. we lost it to Independence Missouri. Mm -hmm. It wasn't successful in Independence Missouri. And so the NAIA came back to us and said, hey, we'd like you to rebid because it's not working in Independence. And we trust that based on the site inspection that we did when we were with you, that you were kind of our second choice. Now we'd like to reassess and see if you can't host it.
0: So we say, we throw around these things, this is great for our economy, but what are we talking about in actual numbers? So someone's listening to this going, okay, but what does this actually bring to the economy?
2: Yeah, so billings in general in 2018, and we know that our 2021 numbers, ironically, are better than 2018. Mm -hmm. So if you look at our 2018 research, 2.6 million people come to billings on a regular basis Mm -hmm. annually, 2.6. And they spend $621 million. That's the economic mm-hmm. impact direct spend to Billings mm-hmm. and Yellowstone County. Yeah. And so if you extract sports from that, you're about 22% of that is sports related. Wow! And so that's yeah, that's yeah, it's a huge chunk. It, it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so it's not just national events. It's not these big things. It's also all the way down to those small sports clubs and traveling teams from all over Montana and other areas that come here to play and their parents come and stay in the hotel and
2: all of that contributes to sports tourism. Absolutely. And what's important is the strategy about it, though, right? Mm -hmm. So this is where we are right now. We know where we've come from. And that's a really good point. You have these these people who volunteer and serve your community to help grow youth Mm -hmm. that also happen to fill hotels and restaurants and retailers. And then you have these regional and national events that are impactful. And we're, allowed, we're able to get those events now because of the venues we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But every other town in America wants those venues as well mm-hmm. or wants those events as well. Yeah. And most of them are investing in their venues at a much higher pace or rapid pace than Billings, Montana. And so, you know, when you look at master planning of Metro Park, if you look at what you guys, Dick, have done at Amon Park with the turf and the lights, mm-hmm. And yeah. you look at what Lockwood schools and Laurel schools from a track and field point of view offer us mm-hmm. and from what the colleges with MSUB and with Rocky, what they offer us, mm-hmm. those in Stewart Park, et cetera, those are important venues, but we won't grow if we can't grow with the times and if we can't expand our sports venues to a certain extent.
0: Okay. So let's talk about that. What does that look like? What is it? What are we talking about when we're talking about expanding our sports facilities? Well, Dick's uh, looking at me like he can't wait to talk. Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm excited to do this. I, this is an exciting project that we're involved in. About three years ago, there was a couple studies done about the need for sports complexes in Billings. Mm-hmm. That came back and and uh, had an estimate of 94 to 100 million dollars, and I think it scared everybody off and put yeah. a fear into them. Man, mm-hmm. we can't do that. Nothing happened till about January of this year, and. I got on the Sabura board about a year ago, approximately. And I mm-hmm. kept going to these meetings and we kept talking about this sports complex, but nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden nobody wanted to be president. So I got the job at, <laughs> and I said, Oh, are we just going to talk about this sports complex or are we going to actually do all something, right. there something, something about it? Yeah. And I said, you know, I'm not, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to get something rolling because I'm a type A personality and, mm-hmm. you know, I like to see some action and I like to see it done in timely fashion. So we got, Start. We formed a committee of our suburb board of, of three of us. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, yeah, there's three of us plus the director of the suburbs. So there's okay. four of us. And we've met almost every week for the last four months talking about what we can do, how much we could spend, what kind of venues do we want. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, the study showed that we needed basketball courts, we needed uh, aquatics, and we needed okay. hockey.
0: Okay. Yeah, yes. and
1: and so those are the three <laughs> venues that we're working with, and and right now we have hired or in the process, I should say, of hiring an architect and a mm-hmm. design team to do what they call a thirty percent design build, so mm-hmm. we can get an idea how much we can go with the money we have available mm-hmm. and what priority is going to be. Which one of the maybe we can build one, yeah. maybe we can build two, maybe yep. we can build three. Our plan is to get it started. Get mm-hmm. the You know, get the shovel in the dirt and get rolling on this thing. And we hope to do it in 2022. Okay. Sometime, probably a year from now, or I'd like to see it start July, but I don't know if that's realistic. We're waiting for a timeframe from whoever we pick as the architect and design team.
0: So when they established these top things—the basketball courts, the aquatics, and the hockey—how mm. did that come about? Like, is that, that you through, did a study, and that then was through those they two They just the top three because that's what we could afford, or, or not
1: necessarily because of what we could afford. It was what was what was the most desirable, most Got needed it. in most their needed. opinion, and yep. so we're trying to find out now what these venues are going to cost. Mm-hmm. You know, Montana State just built a big addition on the north side of their football field. Mm-hmm. It's about forty thousand square feet. It has a medical center in there. It has offices. It has meeting rooms. It has wait rooms. It has Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And they spent about $16 million for it. So we're hoping that we can get two of the three that we can get going on. And the third one, you know, we may have to run a bond issue or maybe something else happens. But we don't want to just do the two we want to get all three done but we want to get started on the two as quick as we can Mm -hmm. and you know with that start costing 16 million dollars you know we have an architect on our committee and he thinks that there's a possibility we can get at least two of the three
0: okay so you talk about funding using funding where is this funding coming from? Maybe you can explain a little bit about the South Billings Urban Renewal District.
1: Well, Alex made a big donation and that really helped us get started.
2: <laughs> that is a lie.
1: <laughs> no, uh, a TIF District, they draw a, a, a line around a certain area mm-hmm. of town. There's three of them in town here. And on the South side, they drew a line around it and, and that creates the TIF District. And that, mm-hmm. at that date, it freezes the amount of taxes at that level, mm-hmm. and that money goes to the city or county yep, for yep. At, from that point on for the next twenty years, and, and maybe and it's more than that. I think it, I think it's forty years, isn't it? I believe. Anyway, then it is forty years, and so any increase in taxes, like Sam's Club moving in or mm-hmm. things like that, yep. that money comes to our TIF district, okay. and then we get that and we do things to remove blight,
0: mm-hmm. to
1: create business development. Mm-hmm. To make it a better area to live in, right now we're doing a lot of streets, curbs, mm-hmm. gutters, yep. sidewalks, Hallowell, if you've driven down that area yep. right now. It's just about done last night. We had a meeting, and they said it would be almost done in two weeks. Okay. And so that's a big improvement. King Avenue East, if you go to, along that, that was done with our money. Mm-hmm. Actually, we built the – paid for the uh, evidence center down there, the police oh, evidence yeah. center yeah. and stuff like that. So we do a lot of different things other than just the sports complex. The sports complex, you know, is is the number – one and the biggest project by far, but there's developers come in and they're eligible for some TIF money. They can get okay. up yep. to, I think it's 16% of their mm-hmm. total project cost. And we've just approved three of them here in the last mm-hmm. last month. Or in fact, last night we just made amendment to one. So yeah. we help those kind of things mm-hmm. too. But this TIF district is really, if it's used right and done right, can really benefit the businesses in that area, can bring in more business. We know of I have friends that have bought lots down there because they Mm -hmm. are aware that we're going to do this project. They're just waiting to see how it comes out, if we actually do it. And then you'll see a lot more development down there and things like that. Mm -hmm. So
0: So do you have all of the funding that you need or how would you make up the extra for this project?
1: Well, right now, we think we have between 30 and 40 million dollars available to us from this TIF district. Mm -hmm. You know, it it still leaves money for everything else we Mm -hmm. want to do. More streets. We still have some streets that aren't paved down there. To more curbs and gutters we all want to have certain projects that we yeah. do we put in yeah. uh, parks and different things yeah. like that so we got money for that but we we really believe we can do two to two of the three yeah yeah and you know I coach travel team basketball and it's really difficult to find a place to practice mm-hmm. so what we're looking at there is hopefully seven courts we'd have six wow. regular courts and, a, and then a kind of a championship court with some yeah. bleachers in it uh, two sheets of ice, you know, inside, so that we can actually hold meets, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the aquatics would look at a Olympic sized pool and a mm-hmm. lap pool, yeah, you know, and That'd be awesome. You know, I think would be the only Olympic sized pool in the state of Montana in, in this region, so we can get mm-hmm. all those kind of yep. meets coming to Billings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the courts are not only for basketball; they'd be for uh, for volleyball, for wrestling. My little granddaughters in gymnastics and cheerleading they they went to the metro It was like two hundred people in the metro, you know, and they could come yeah, to our facility yeah. and feel like yeah. they got a crowd, yeah. Yeah. you and know it's and, full. It, and we're not in. we're not doing this to compete with the metro mm-hmm. we're doing it to complement the metro mm-hmm. and the yep. things that they are too big for, yeah, we want to fill that, that void sense. for them and so yeah, I'm really excited. You can tell I'm really yes. excited about this project, but, I, yeah. you know, I just want to get it done before so I can see it finished, you know.
0: Where ex- is the exact location that you're talking about having this facility? Okay, if
1: you go down Orchard, there's a gas station there on yeah. Orchard, and then right behind it, there's a, like an auto repair shop. Yep. North of that, along Orchard, yeah. all the way over to where the soccer fields are.
0: Oh, okay, there's a, yeah.
1: The city bought mm-hmm. a 10-acre parcel there, okay. and it will go in that area one of our priorities was to put a football field stadium down there mm-hmm. for the high school. And they decided they didn't want to do it mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So that's why we went to the three other yeah, venues. Exciting. And, yeah. So we're also looking at putting in another soccer field down there. Cause we did the one that Alex mentioned about mm-hmm. with the soccer with the turf, yep. with the lights, with the seating and the, and the lights are set up so that they can be set up for the other soccer field to be right to the East yeah. of it. Yeah. And so that I think will happen within the next year or two as well. And, if you go down there, the soccer is really big right now. And it's yeah. a, you know, and it's, I know,
0: it's crazy. They,
1: it's a busy yeah. place. And yeah. we expect the same thing for these other venues that yeah. once we get going.
0: We did do a podcast a couple of months ago with Mamet Casey with the Downtown Billings Alliance. And that whole episode talks about TIF districts, what they mean, what they are. Mm-hmm. So if any of our listeners are thinking, well, I still don't get it. I don't understand. Just go check out that episode that explains it a little bit more in detail. And if you still don't understand, then call Jack Genoway and he'll explain it to you. I did want to ask if you could maybe talk about what this sports facility, what kind of an impact it would have on Billings and our economy. I know we've talked
2: about that, but maybe this specifically, what will this mean for us? Uh, I think- If you're somebody who has maybe children in sports Mm -hmm. or you're maybe, you know, from an amateur level, you're in sports, you understand that you can pretty much go anywhere, any weekend and compete. Billings has limited weekends where we're able to host events. If you look at, you know, I I know we talk about soccer, but on Amon's fields, Uh, you're talking rugby, lacrosse, but the courts you are also talking pickleball. I mean, there is, you know, there's. My gosh, there's like falfing tournaments all over the yeah. place, you know, not not to mention like mountain biking at Acton and some of these major events, right? And so what we want to do is just if if we want to be a part of organizations that are helping move the community forward so that mm-hmm. we can help recruit people and yeah. kind of wave Billings' hand and say, "Hey, you have an event that you want, like mm-hmm. let's help you." Mm-hmm. But they can only do so much with the venues that we yeah. have now. So the Espera facilities would mm-hmm. be game changers for us. Yeah, I think one good example of maybe like a successive growth of a tournament is Craig Allred with Big Sky Volley Fest in 2011 or 12. He had Castle Rock and Skyview for Big Sky Volley Fest. Mm-hmm. We came we were talking at the time with our consultant trying to figure out what events we currently had that we could help grow mm-hmm. um, and what would that look like you know are you are you needing another venue but you are you know worried about the risk of rent and not having the team registrations like how can we help you kind of limit your risk so that you can focus on the experience because yeah. we want tournament directors to not be so worried about the venue rental or something where they're shortchanging the officials and mm-hmm. yeah. you're getting high schoolers who no offense, like they're great, yeah, but so I mean, that it's a quality event. Yes. Yeah. And you can, and it's yeah. Quality event. Exactly. And so, so we said to Craig, like, what do you want? And he goes, I would love nothing more than to move to the expo building. And <laughs> well, what that meant was then yeah. we're underwriting sports courts. Mm, so how yeah. can we help you grow this event? And by doing so, we've given you a, an opportunity mm-hmm. to expand beyond Skyview and Castle yeah. Rock and what you've done is you have however many courts in expo building for three straight days, and the atmosphere is remarkable. Yes. And the, and so he went from like 80 teams to like 150 teams yeah, this last wow, spring. And now he's actually outgrown expo building, and he's at at, at Alterowitz. Mm. So when you look at an event or at a venue like Dick's talking about, like those seven courts would absolutely not only allow us to better serve our community Mm -hmm. and the residents and the local teams but then you're able on the weekends to recruit these teams and these tournament directors host these teams and then it's this economic win you know
0: all around
1: the other thing we can do is we can uh, make make it available to the schools and they can Mm. bust their kids or there's a school right there you know or two down in that area and they could come over and and teach them sports that they wouldn't get an access to Mm -hmm. you know without that uh, one of the things we're really working on is to make sure that we don't price any anybody out of the market being able to use it. You know, I was just d- going to d- ask you that.
0: Like, how, are you, are you d- going to charge a fee? Will it be? A, well, I there'll mean, be how's that work? There will be fee charges, okay. but it will
1: be probably tiered okay. you know, based on economic yeah. and social mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. But we don't want anybody to be looking in the door and say, hey, I can't go in there because I can't afford to play there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't want that to happen. And we'll make sure that that doesn't happen. So... We want it to be available to everybody in the community and uh, so that they have a place to go to like that.
0: So what's the plan for who's going to manage this?
1: Well, it fits under the Parks and Recreation Department.
0: Oh, and okay.
1: So, so we work, we're work. we working real hard with them we're in conjunction. In fact, we've met with them many times. We've met with the city council. We met mm-hmm. with the mayor. And so and you talked about having a private enterprise come in and manage it. We've talked about... Volunteers running it, we talked about mm-hmm. different venues uh I, you know Cody has a real nice facility, and Gillette has a real nice facility, and both of them run at a deficit. you know there's okay. a deficit, so mm-hmm. we have to deal with the fact that yeah. there, this seems probably will not break even mm-hmm. and so we have that's one of the biggest questions we haven't finally answered yet because that's part of this design team to come up with a proposed yeah. budget so we know what we're looking at, yeah, but uh there will be fees. And mm-hmm. but like I said, we want to make sure we don't price anybody out of the yeah. out of yeah. the market.
2: Oh, Dick, correct me if I'm wrong, but those facilities in Gillette and Cody have aquatics, right? Yeah, they or do. ice. Like, yes. yeah, no, yeah. So Cody has aquatics. Does Gillette have aquatics?
1: I th- uh, Gillette. Yeah, yes, I believe they do.
2: I was just thinking because I feel like the when it's a quartz ice combination that a lot of the numbers run that they're running in the black that there are. Like the, the aquatics piece can be really expensive, the important, aquat- but the, expensive. We're
1: finding that the aquatics is by far the most operated, especially, and actually probably the most expensive put in because courts is just an open shell, basically, and same thing with hockey. Then yeah. you put the floor parts stuff down. Mm-hmm. But uh, we feel that the, that is the, but it's also probably the most popular swimming yeah. because it affects everybody in town where hockey's got their group, you know, basketball's mm-hmm. yep. got their yes. group, volleyball. So, you know, we may end up having to run a bond issue to finish this up, you know, and so that's very possibility. Mm So, you know, which one do we run as, you know, to put in there on that bond issue? Those are all questions that we're hoping to get answered in the next couple months because these, you know, we'll get more things as this design team gets us more numbers. And so that's very important. The budgeting part of that's as big as the design of the facility.
0: Is there the possibility of, uh, upgrading it, expanding it. Well, at some point, if down the road we see a bigger need and we have the funds to do that, or?
1: Well, we're hoping to have this design that we can build one, add yeah. on the second, okay. add on the third. You know, uh, we have 10 acres, yeah. and one of the biggest issues up, that have come up is, you know, about parking. And well, I think the way we initially designed this thing, we'd have about 1,200 parking places. Mm-hmm. And then, if you look on the south side of King Avenue East, mm-hmm. there's a, a big ditch. Mm-hmm. We want to cover that possibly, and then create parking all the way along Amen Park on that oh, side of the road, right? And yeah. then have some kind of a safe mechanism from there yeah. over to the other side of yep. King Avenue, so people don't get run into. But yeah. parking, I think we'll have mm-hmm. adequate parking, and then of course we've got the hotels there, and I think you're going to see more mm-hmm. food, more hotels. Yeah,
0: that's exciting. That
1: kind of stuff that'll that come along truly with is this renewal. complex. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Is there anything I didn't ask either of
2: you? I think the the one project that is, I mean, there's definitely many projects that, that are going on around town. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's really important from an accessibility point of view, especially for us to just like shed the spotlight on Landon's mm-hmm. Miracle yes. Field yeah. and Landon's Legacy Foundation. The work that they have done mm-hmm. and, you know, their the city right now is putting in the infrastructure yeah. for what will be the only the second miracle field in the state of Montana. Mm-hmm. I think the other one is in the Flathead. Mm-hmm. And so for us to be able to accommodate or, you know, us as a destination, mm-hmm. but the work, obviously, that the foundation and the family have, have done and all of the businesses, there's so many businesses that have contributed to its Miracle Field and all of the phases. But for us to be able to. You know be more accessible to families who are living with disabilities for people who are living with disabilities for youth specifically Mm -hmm. i think it'll be just such an important project that's happening and and that is sports for us as well and that's just you know it's about accessibility it's about being that destination where people want to come where they feel welcome Mm -hmm. where they compete fairly where we put on amazing Mm uh compete and competitive events and that, you know, from the Montana Women's Run in the Heart and Soul and the Queen Bee Marathon yeah, yeah. to MHSA, you know, state tournaments or volleyball or, mm-hmm. you know. So many. There's so many yeah. that all of those events make us who we are and they help us build that community pride in our, yeah. in our town.
0: We'll put a link in the show notes to all of those things, um, including Landon's Legacy. If you, you as a listener aren't familiar with what that is, we'll put that in there as well as that episode talking about Tiff districts. I'm way excited about this. This is super cool. I I hope everything that you have planned is going to come to fruition as you see it. <laughs> it will.
1: Well, I think it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. You know, we've got the support of the city council, which yeah. is the big one, you know, mm-hmm. they uh, they had to vote to allow us to get a yeah. hire a design team, architectural firm, so they give yeah. us their support on that, so we're rolling. Something's going to happen.
0: Yeah. At the end of every podcast, we do like to do this thing called the Rorschach questions. So I have some questions I'm going to ask each of you. You have not been prepped with these questions. And you really just have to give me your first response, the first thing that comes to your head. And we will start (laughs) with Dick for every question, okay? Okay. The first question is, what is your favorite sporting event to attend?
1: I would say the the Final Four.
0: Oh, that's exciting. And When's the last time?
1: been a few years, but yeah. I've been to six of them.
0: Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And then I went with Mick Durham, the basketball coach, oh. I should be to a couple of them. Uh,
0: that's cool. Well, my follow-up question would be, what's the best match or sporting thing you've seen lately? Like,
1: I would have to say the Bobcat Grizzly game okay, every year. <laughs>
0: okay, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> especially when we win.
0: No, especially when we win. But anyway, <laughs> Alex, what about you? Okay, what was it? Favorite sporting event to attend.
2: Favorite sport. Any Rocky Mountain College sporting event. Oh, okay. I yeah.
0: see. Everyone's showing their true colors. I love MSUB. It's had yes, nothing to do with
2: that. It's just nostalgic at Rocky. Yeah. yeah.
0: And best matchup or game or something you've seen lately?
2: Um, oh, the World Series.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. 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 That was For good. sure. That was fun. Was very good. Yep. Especially last night's game. Yes.
1: My Yankees weren't in there, so I did uh, Yeah, no. you're right.
0: I don't <laughs> care, right? <Yeah.
2: laughs> no, it was a good series.
0: Um, favorite. This is back to you, Dick. Favorite holiday treat?
1: Favorite holiday treat? Well, mm-hmm. I guess Thanksgiving dinner is that a treat? Yes, yeah, yeah, sure that's, that's My favorite.
2: All right, cool, Alex. My sister in law makes caramel rolls, and she's oh. pretty like she has a restaurant in Gardner, and they always sell out before oh. we can ever get there. And she'll she'll sometimes bring some for the holidays. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, my yeah. grandmother's springerlies. What's really a
0: Springer It's like
2: a kind of a dried biscuit, like a sweet oh. biscuit.
0: Oh, yeah, Interesting. Swedish. Okay, cool. A last question: Best way to spend a Saturday in Billings?
1: Best way to spend a Saturday in Billings?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have to say, going to some sporting event.
0: <laughs> you were going to say that. Doesn't matter what time of year. No. Yeah. Okay.
1: No, I go to the Mustangs. I go to the, there you go. I go to the PBR, the Chase Hawks Rodeo. Yes, I just, love it. I love just it. Just went to the That's Nile. You cool. know, so yeah, I like rodeo.
2: Yes, me too, Alex. Um, in the summertime, biking the rims and the back nine, that area. And then in the wintertime, really any basketball game of mm-hmm. any level. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm supporting both of you. Just true. <laughs> yeah. He's true the Bobcat fan. Let's get back to
2: that <laughs> for <laughs> a second.
1: My first name is actually Alex. So we're, you know, oh, there we, you got, go. we have a okay. bond there. <laughs> yep.
2: Yep. I forgot that. Yeah. Uh,
0: thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having really us. really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much to both Alex Tyson and Dick Zier for joining us and thank you to Jack Genoway for producing this awesome show. In two weeks, we will be talking with some representatives from Montana's premier young professionals group, Billings Next Gen. If you would like to advertise with us, suggest a topic or even ask a question, please email us at podcast at billingschamber.com and don't forget to subscribe to Chambercast wherever you get your podcasts because there's something here for everyone.